0: Ah, Mountaineer Nation, we're back. CJ and Zach joining me together again. We'll also talk about Emmett, who's back. After a one-year hiatus in the Northwest, he's back in his home, the second home here in Morgantown. Talk about how that basketball roster is kind of coming together here after the portal's kind of done its thing. We'll also get into football and how we added a big D tackle from the portal and Mr. Lockhart. We'll also get into the JT Daniels. Situation and how that's going to affect the football team with Zach and CJ together for the first time. And then on the back end, we'll talk all things Mountaineer baseball as they rebounded after a little two-game skid there uh, and the loss in the opener against Kansas but came back on the weekend strong. So you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab that coffee fill out. If it's in the evening, grab a drink and come on back because we're talking all things Mountaineers on the porch. Let's go. Fellas, we're all back together. Nice. I'm excited about it. Uh, Kind of a welcoming home. Like uh, a Mountaineer who's spent a year out in his home. And I guess he's back in his home away from home now in Morgantown. And that's him Matthews. Fellas, let's let's talk about that and uh, kind of bring it back together with how this kind of really rounds out this basketball team heading into 2022. I'm excited, got to say.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I think wing was a big-time need, and I don't think any of us expected it to be Emmett or anybody else who had defected previously, but I guess that's why you don't burn bridges. Am I right?
2: Yeah. You kept saying he didn't do it. Yeah, no, I think that's completely right. Um, You know, I don't think any of us were saying it It was Emmett, and then when he kind of reentered the portal, there were – thoughts and people started talking about it but you know you bring in a guy who knows hugs knows the system you know knows kind of what the expectations and things are and you know like you said wing was a big need um kind of helps when you can bring a guy in that kind of knows everything that's already there and um you know, played with, you know, um, at least Kendra and Johnson. So, I mean, I think that that helps in at least, you know, at least one of the guys in the locker room. And
0: Eric, Eric Stevenson as well. I mean, they were AAU teammates out there in yeah. Washington together, um, big buddies. I think that's going to be a really kind of a cool – to see how that maybe that chemistry sparks between them and then kind of, you know, how it goes with Keaty as well. I mean, I, I'm very intrigued to see how that kind of plays out for Emmett. Um Hopefully we can get out and run a little bit. Uh, with him and Stevenson and Keaty and Toussaint likes to run. I I really like that.
1: One thing I mentioned to a guy I was talking to earlier about this whole thing is not only is it good to have Emmett back because, you know, he knows the system, he knows the place, he knows the coaches, all that stuff, but he realizes what the expectations are. He's a veteran guy. He yep. has been around. He's played a lot of you know, big-time college basketball. 123 starts, Zach. Yeah, that's big time. But he and Keity are the only two guys on this team who have played multiple years under Huggins. I mean, you got to have guys like that. So it's really nice to have him back to provide that kind of, you know, that leadership, that, you know, le- that example that he can set for the other guys, especially the young guys and even the new guys that are coming in that have got to figure out, you know, how it's supposed to go kind
2: of lead by example um and yeah well and i think stevenson helps you out there too where he didn't play under hugs i mean it was a hugs disciple i mean you know frank martin is basically hey. little hugs
0: and greg marshall at wichita was no uh no not a guy ball. who is who is easy to play for either
2: no obviously. no no <laughs> Greg. i i've had the pleasure of meeting greg a couple of different times when he was at went through he's, he's an intense dude i mean there's no doubt about it
0: and you think about it, too, and we're kind of talking about, you know, uh, a little bit about Stevenson here. I mean, he has 125 career games in college basketball. So, you, And I think this is different than what we saw last year, right, in terms of what we got from the portal. With Kerrigan and Polycap and Malik Curry, those guys hadn't been on the big, big stage. I mean, Stevenson, Wichita State, South Carolina, Emmett obviously played, you know, as much as he played with us. And then a year out in the Pac-12. And then Tucson, Tucson just played ninety-eight games in college basketball at Iowa. It's like you've you've picked up three dudes who have been in big arenas, have played against some of the best competition. You've got them together. You've got some good, talented young pieces as well. And you added some three, you know, probably the top ten JUCO players in the country, all Bigs into that equation. I can't wait to see what what comes and, and how and how this team gels come November.
1: And one thing I want to add to that, too, is, you know, although we have added a few JUCO guys, Swimnick, um, Jimmy Bell, Waigu, like those big guys are JUCO guys. but We've also brought in, like you said, Emmett, Toussaint, um, Stevenson, all of those are power five guys. You look at the guys that we brought in alongside the JUCO guys last year, they were all group of five mm-hmm. against them. It's just a different level of basketball. It it is. It also requires some, you know, learning curve, some time to adjust, and that's something we really can't afford. So I'm glad that this time around they're getting guys that have been there and done that.
0: Absolutely, Zach. And, you know, interesting too, I know CJ brought this point up as well, like talking about Stevenson, you know, playing for Frank Martin. I mean, I'd say there's a lot of similarities style-wise and how they play the game. And so I think that'll be an easier learning curve from him as well. Um totally. I mean I it's just I think this team will run a little bit. I think we'll be a very good defensive. And I think that's one thing that Huggins I know we've talked about this both of us have talked about this at different times, you know, talked about this at different times with both of you guys. How I think Huggs was getting tired of having to say, Well, you know, we got a guard. We got a guard this group's going to guard. Like, I think he knows that. And I think we went out in the portal and we got guys who could rebound. You think about Emmett last year, averaged six Stevenson averaged close to five. And then, you know, those three Juco big men, I mean, they can all rebound the ball. And then you add in, you know, James Olaquando and guys, I know I didn't say that right, but bear with me because <laughs> I eventually I'll get it. Okay. Eventually. Um, but our version of, of the big O from, from over in Britain, um, man, I mean, I think he's going to be a factor. We're not going to get destroyed on the glass this year, which I think then lends to us being back to being West Virginia basketball.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, because if you can limit teams to, to one shot and done, I think that that's a huge help. I mean, you go back and look at just, you know, uh, the Texas Tech game. You know, at their place. I mean, down the stretch, we were getting stops, So we just couldn't end the possession by by getting the rebound. And I think they had one possession where they came down and got what four or five opportunities on one possession, and it was in a close game. Those are just backbreakers, and you know that's the one thing I've I've seen in Huggins and and what he's gone after and gotten is we're not going to just let a layup line happen, and we're going to get rebounds, and we're not going to get killed there anymore, and we're going to get back to back to what West Virginia basketball has been under him.
1: And that's such a big part of what he wants to do. I think that's obvious. I mean, obviously last year was an example of, you know, how you don't really want to play defense, how you don't really want to rebound. And he's not having that. This is the total turnaround as far as that's concerned. And this is going to be a team that more so exemplifies his DNA and people are going to be concerned about the scoring. Hell I'm, wondering where the scoring is going to come from. But, you know, the way Huggins likes to play defense, it lends itself to a lot of transition offense, a lot of steals, a lot of, you know, getting out in transition. So, you know, between that and guys who are just going to naturally have to step up in the half court like, you know, Stevenson, like Emmett Toussaint. I mean, he was a big-time scorer in high school. He wasn't really expected to do a whole lot of that at Iowa. They also had a ton of guards ahead of him. Right. And they had Luka Garza for two years. Right. I mean he he was a very much so an ancillary option as and far I, as offense is concerned. And I'd say a pass first point guard
0: Zach, really. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And i he he could still assume that role more often than not in a mountaineer uniform. But you know, I'm not just gonna sell him off and say that he can't contribute on that end. I mean, seven, eight points a game, that would be phenomenal. Hey, From hey. point guard. And I think Keaty, if he tends to play more off ball with two yep. songs, I think that might be more to his style, what he did in Juco when he was the leading scorer in Juco, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Exactly, Zach. I agree with you on that. I think he was forced into playing a lot of one for us, get him off the ball, give him a chance to maybe, you know, be able to use that quickness to get to the hoop here and there. I mean, he had abilities to do that at times, and he showed that with us over the last couple of years. But now if you get him off the ball more often, I think that'll help a ton. I think we saw some of that when he didn't have to play on the ball in 2020 you know Mm -hmm. um, now my question is and you brought this up where does the scoring come from well you know what i I know we kind of talked about a little bit but but what do you think
2: well i mean here's my thing and i I brought this up and zach i kind of wanted to get your thought on this um because this was a conversation blaine and i had on the on the last podcast we did is that final 14 that 2010 team wasn't offensively Mm -hmm. gifted they were atrocious for stretches a lot of second chance points but they got after you defensively mm-hmm. that's kind of what i feel like this team's going to be
1: i agree i agree completely and i mean it it's a different age of basketball now than it was 12 years ago but it doesn't mean that that style of play can be successful i don't necessarily think it's going to get you to a final four but it's certainly going to get you into the tournament in my opinion if you play it the right way and there you know this is a group of guys who have played plenty of basketball and you know you think about the lineups you can throw out there. Toussaint, excellent defender. Keedy, he's proven to be an excellent defender if he can stay out of foul trouble, especially. Emmett is capable for sure. Um, I think Oconquo can probably be some sort of rim rim protector. At least get you some rebounds and be a big body in there. He's only six eight, but he's a pretty beefy guy. You hey, know, and Zach mean provide some posts. Uh,
2: speaking of
0: beefy, trouble. speaking of beefy, I mean Wagyu. <laughs> I mean, you know, making, I mean, he had three
1: blocks a game in Juke. That's a, that's a rim protector for sure. Yeah. Jimmy Bell is a big guy you can throw out there. I mean,
2: we're going to stretch that big definition, aren't we?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and <laughs> Kobe, Kobe Johnson had really, really good defensive metrics last year. Like he, he didn't do a ton on the stat sheet, but I feel like a lot of his, you know, his metrics were better than people might realize when he was on the court. Things were, you know, pretty good on that side of the floor. I think the Seth Wilson showed That's, flashes. to what I wanted to ask about Seth Wilson's act. Defensively, how do you feel about him?
0: Because um, we know he can heat it up in the microwave offensively, and we haven't brought his name up yet. I think he's kind of an underhanded guy on this team, potentially.
1: I think he could be. I think he obviously doesn't have any qualms about shooting the ball. Like, he'll take a shot, and I think he'll have to be a guy who can make a shot from time to time. He'll have to be a guy who's a spark off the bench, maybe – like a Jay Sean Page light, if we can get him there, a little bit of an undersized guard, but hopefully somebody who can kind of heat up. But I think we've seen flashes from him too defensively. You know, he he can get steals. He's tenacious on the ball. He's just got to learn how to play, you know, elite-level college basketball. And he was a freshman last year, and he wasn't asked to do a ton. But when he was in there, I liked what I saw from him. So I'm expecting him to take a jump. And I didn't even mention Stevenson, who I believe, you know, is pretty – pretty well respected as a defender you know the high-end level of d1 college basketball so that that's a bunch of guys who can play the level of defense i think that huggins expects and a team led by him can succeed with
2: well, and I, think there's I couldn't agree too. more Well, i think there's another guy too that we haven't mentioned and he's a lot of us he didn't get a ton of playing time but that's jamal king with his length
1: yeah he's a wing guy who can provide that length and you know spell Emmett like you know that'd be great and he's a guy who can shoot like he can bring you some offense off the bench because he is a good shooter that's one of the things he does well
0: hey and, and fellas bringing up Jamal um Jamal Jamal, I don't know what his name it's, is Jam- James, it's Jamal right? okay um sorry CJ didn't mean to didn't mean <laughs> no, to. Go you're, back to there, you're completely fine I mean, we,
2: we're, we're gonna butcher some of these names early oh believe me you
0: you you've heard me try and say more than a few of them over the, over the years well I, and i don't know
2: if it's is it wagyu or is it Waggy.
0: it's gonna be whatever we want it to be mo it's wagyu be.
1: it's gotta be wagyu beef
2: yeah wagyu, wagyu beef, beef. All right, until wagyu. we know
0: otherwise um I, I guess my my question is
1: here is like
0: if 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 there's a guy still out there in the portal right there's still a few names kind of lingering and a few that we were linked to and guys that are pretty good players like like a, like a parish um David jones like, and, and Damon Jones or, or acock acock right um if one of those guys would want to come in you, you're at your limit scholarship wise right who's hugs telling to leave is there a guy he can tell to leave or where are we at with that because is the roster officially cemented now for November? I don't know if it is or not. I mean, I, I kind of think it is, but I mean, mm. is there a guy that you would say, okay, you, you, you got, you got to take, you got to take a hike?
1: Do you have one in mind? We're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to jump back on this because I was just I meant to look into this earlier. It looks like David Jones went to St. John's and Acock Acock went to Georgetown.
0: Fine, fine by both of them. I think I'd rather have him at either one of those two.
1: I would still like to add somebody else, though. I'm I'm not. Because uh, uh, of the scoring, correct? I think we've got to have a, you know, wing scorer especially. But, you know, you think of a guy, Baylor Shireman, he cut down his top five. Hell, he cut down his top ten earlier this earlier, later last week. And we weren't even in the top ten. So, you know, we got to have somebody we can bring in to score, I think, because we will need that despite the fact that we're going to hang our hat on defense. It's still nice to have a guy who can put the ball in the basket. Exactly. Hey, and Zach, question there real quick on that. Can Emmett be that guy?
0: I don't know. For this team. I I think he might might be able to, right? He said he shot the ball better at Washington. The numbers do bear that out. Mm -hmm.
2: He was asked to be the guy out there, and he handled it fairly well.
0: I don't know if I mean, he was asked to be the guy, CJ, but he's one of the guys. He wasn't like the fourth or fifth option, like he was with us at times.
2: No, but I mean, you know, he was definitely, you know, one or two in a lot of games, and so I think being a senior, understanding it and knowing the conference, I, 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 I think he could take that that step, that role, that you know, Deshaun Butler, Taz yeah. Sherman type roll bj
0: cj cj slow your roll brother slow your roll that's 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 praise right here i love him don't be wrong (laughs) i'm
2: I'm not saying he's going to produce those kind of things but be that be that guy who they were you know late in shot clocks late in games i i could see it being him especially you know last year they did like to go a lot of iso especially late um you know get him in some pick and roll situations i could really see that
1: I think that he will be expected to and will succeed in providing more offense than he did, you know, consistently his first three years at West Virginia. And although it's a different conference, different, different level of competition in the Pac-12, he scored double figures in 15 of his conference games last year. I mean, that's, that's something we could definitely afford to have. I don't expect him to be our leading scorer. If I had to guess based on the guys that are currently on the roster – It'd probably be Stevenson just because I think he's going to get a lot of volume, especially from three. But I think Emmett will be right there. I think he's going to have to be.
2: And let's be honest, we're all rooting for Emmett to dunk it on Jalen.
1: I think Smoking Musket said it best on Twitter. <laughs> if if Emmett dunks, they're going to have to build a new arena.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That place will come unhinged.
0: Oh, if Emmett dunks on uh J B? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I for one want it to happen with every fiber of my being. Um, <laughs> and if it does, you best believe that uh I'll be one of the one of the most boisterous yelling at uh old traitorous JB. And time I, you know what? I don't know if you guys got into this during the, my, my quick little hiatus there due to the phone, but let's talk about how and Zach, you, you scolded me for this about that's why you don't talk about people when they leave. Mm. Um, Let's, let's talk about that a little bit, right? About how Emmett comes home and we're all kind of, we're all there with And if I remember correctly, like when Emmett left, it wasn't a huge thing. I think some people didn't, might've called him soft and that's maybe fair, but I think at times we've, we've seen that he's probably a little bit tougher than what we imagine him being. I, I just want to know, like, how, how do how do we view that? where Where are we at with that? I mean, is there any party that's like, hmm, would have meant more on your senior night had you not left for a year to go back home?
1: or is it no. bygones or bygones? I think you let bygones be bygones because he chose to he chose to come back. He chose to come back. I mean, he obviously, i agree. He obviously knew, and we we get so wrapped in this wrapped up in this stuff because the passion of a fan base, all that, and then you know I understand that, but these are still kids in their early 20s even some not even in their 20s yet i think we can all admit that we didn't make the most jealous, especially influences that we had growing up at that age and think about all the things that kids are hearing from every direction like everybody thinks that the best interest for these kids it's the thing but in most cases that's just not true and it's really hard to know kind of stuff so he probably thought making that move to washington was best for him he was there a year. It turned out that wasn't the case. So he made his way back to West Virginia, where they were glad to have him back. And I'm I'm happy for that. I don't think there's any love lost. At all. I I'd agree with you, Zach. And I
0: think CJ, I mean, you kind of talked this a little off off air, but I do think that there might have been a reason behind that. Somebody maybe I planted the seed. Hey, take a chance to go home. Maybe pay a little more money. Yada yada, and. CJ, also, you know, you brought up the fact that you thought kind of maybe the the locker room has changed from where it was before when Emmett left, in just even a short year, and that made him willing to come back.
2: Yeah, I mean, because I think he may have looked around because when we heard Huggins said, especially towards the end of the year, that you know guys weren't weren't playing for we, they were playing for me. Um, I think maybe he saw a little bit of that, and, and if you hear what he said in his interview you know, basically I got a chance to play at home. That was cool. But at the end of the day, I got to make the best decision for me. I did hear that CJ. And
0: that was, ai am not going to say uh, disheartening, but that's part, part of my deal with the whole portal to begin with. Yeah, but no,
2: I think it was telling him he was saying that he's got to make the best decision for him. And that's what led him back to me. That that's how I took that statement. As and that's in, good. You know, I, I did that. It was cool. He saw the kind of shifting. It goes into the don't burn bridges, stay in contact with people. <clears throat> and I'm sure once he kind of saw it shift through mediaries, because let's pretend that they followed the rules that athletes aren't allowed to, you know, have contact with coaches. If they're still on a roster, Lincoln rally you know, <laughs> Jamila die. Yeah. And probably put out through some people through some back doors, like, Hey, would, you know, would you be interested? He got the green light jumped in and here he is, you know, and I, and I definitely do think it is bygones, you know, be bygones. And yeah, you know, people would have labeled the move as soft, but I think what helped it is he went home. Like it wasn't like he went to Baylor or he didn't go to Texas tech or Kansas. Like he went home. And Hey CJ,
0: let's, let's, let's bring one thing in here real quick. Not so much. I think the criticism at Emmitt times was maybe soft as a player, not that the move was soft. Because I think anyone, and, you know, I think Huggins would be the first to tell you, he he came home after his time at, at Kansas State, even for a year. So, like, going home is always acceptable, right?
2: Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I,
0: I, yeah, so let's let's make sure we get that out there. I'm not saying going home is soft by any means of the imagination. I think it's more... At times, people maybe thought he could have been a little tougher as a player for us.
2: Correct, and, and there were probably some people out there that thought him transferring out was soft. I mean, it, you know, everybody has an opinion on that, and you know, I, Emmett did say, you know, he felt like the portal probably needed some some better rules and some better you know procedures for it. You know, and I don't think anybody disagrees with him, but at the same time, I think it is like he said, hard to be completely outspoken on it when it's benefiting him in this way for an opportunity to come back. And in his words, try and win Huggins a title. Hey,
0: I I love hearing that last part of it. Oh, absolutely. So Zach, I mean, you got, you got anything else here real quick before we kind of close the book on Emmett and uh, kind of the, the basketball team in general here before, because I want to get some football conversation here between us because the portal
1: was good to us to get in football as well uh before we get into that no i just i think that you know emma coming back you know it has the potential obviously you know you never know which way it's going to go and it, it could end up being a mixed bag good and bad you just don't know you gotta see what shakes out whenever november rolls around but you know this could really end up i guess helping his legacy here because I feel like there was a lot of disappointment with him, not only because he transferred, but what he did after his freshman year, which showed a lot of flashes of really, really solid play. And even if you go back to the tournament game in the big 12 against Texas Tech, where he exploded and had that 28 point game, like from there, myself included, I think a lot of people thought, you know, that was a sign of things to come. And it really just never materialized. I'm not going to say that that kind of stuff is going to be consistent with this final this final ride in Morgantown for him but I think he has the opportunity to try and make it more so what he shows on a consistent basis for West Virginia and I think that he wants that I think that he wants to have a successful year you know his final year in college and he wants to do it for WVU and you know I think we can all say we hope that's what happens
0: man I, I love everything you just said Zach
1: Especially the legacy portion of it, because
0: I think with this team, if he could be the guy or be one of the main cogs and kind of show that promise and, and flash that again and win some big ball games, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure everyone always would forget the fact that he went back to Washington for a year, but I think it would go a long way toward it, and he'd become one of the one of the favorite sons again. And one last quick thing on this too, before we get to football what do you think this does for hugs in terms of image with kids and in the portal? I mean, this is one of the first times I've heard of somebody leaving and being able to come back mm-hmm. to their school. I think that's a huge thing potentially. I mean, I'm not saying that that's, I don't know, maybe it's just a special circumstance with him and Emmett, a special circumstance with our program and how we kind of continue to be family. And like we've continued to say, not burn bridges. I love that we're using that by the way, we could use a lot of analogies, but burn the bridge, right? I, I think that's a, Fun thing that we're, we're bringing up here, by the way. Um, I think it's great for hugs.
1: Like, could be good
0: for us down the road as well, I think.
1: I think so, too. I don't think it can hurt. I think that he has always had, and probably understandably so, has had this, you know, image about him. People think that he's just kind of hard-nosed, and nothing else. But, you know, the, the Bears got some soft... Some soft fur, you know. He's soft on the outside. He's, of the he's a huggy of the bear, titles. man. Absolutely, Absolutely. bear. You know, he didn't. He
0: didn't get that name because he was always, you know, surly. I think the national media hurts hurts him on that a little bit. But I think they've they've started to soften on him a little bit as he's gotten older. I think he's kind of allowed them to peer in a little bit. And I think some of that came from the Deshawn moment. To be quite honest with you,
1: I I don't disagree. And I think the more often he has opportunities to be on TV like he was during the tournament this past year which hopefully he's not on TV for the tournament this this coming year but
0: let's hope that maybe if he has to be it's
1: like final four weekend because we've
0: made it into the second weekend again and and one other quick thing is that that's the goal right back to the tournament hopefully against all odds right now people would probably not say we have a chance to do that but i think we could be a team that can make it back to the second weekend
1: no i think so i think oh, yeah. be the expectation if Iowa State can do it, we can do it. In one year, they went from the basement in, in a, a more grandiose fashion of being in the basement of the Big Twelve than we did this year. When they did it the year before, I mean, who talk about a rough year.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and hey, we don't maybe Brockington's not in that door, but I think we've got more talent overall than them. And hell, I mean, we probably should have beat them twice last year. So yeah, let's let's leave it at that. Fellas, I do want to get in because we we have not had to have this conversation together, all three of us, yet about how the portal helped us in football. Real quick, um, the big one, obviously, JT Daniels, but then the one that, that we just you know just broke here, um, you know, this last couple of days, the big defensive tackle from Georgia Tech, who now has got three years to play with us. I was very impressed by that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you sure up depth on either either line. I think that's something you can absolutely get behind, especially when you lose a guy like Mesador in the middle of that off or that defensive line. Not to say that Mike Clark can replace him and his productivity, but he'll absolutely be a guy. He's going to get plenty of playing time. Like between him, Jordan Jefferson, Jalen Thornton, those guys are going to be rotating. Throughout the throughout the season, in the middle of that line, so any depth you can get in that spot is really nice to have.
2: Oh yeah, and, anytime you can add depth, it's it, it's massive. And I think <clears throat> if nothing else, I mean that definitely helps you there and rotating some guys out, keeping that fresh, um, especially with the 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 Mesidor departure. Um, but I absolutely love it. You bring a guy in who he's going to have time to to develop and really really learn and and become productive uh yeah
0: i mean 300 pounder definitely could run stuff i i like it i think it's like you said shoring up a, a, a position of need on the line big time been in acc stadiums you gotta love that you know um but real quickly here fellas i mean as nice as the mike lockhart pickup is in the port and we'll probably get a couple more more dudes I mean, the crown jewel, QB1, uh, even though no one's probably officially given him that title, JT Daniels. And by the way, we all were kind of thinking that the the portal and him getting moved and coming to Morgantown was going to kind of shake up the QB room. Uh, Quite the contrary. Goose is not gone. Green is not gone. Nico had no issues with it. That's a pretty damn strong quarterback room. They seem to be
1: unoffended. At least I, to was, this point. I was shocked. I,
2: I was kind of a little, little shocked that I thought Deere one like, would have
0: left. I think the over under one and a half is a little high, but
1: I I thought, thought one was I leaving. thought it was close to accurate.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I do like the fact that those guys said, "You know what? He's coming in. It's still, you know." By all accounts of battle, um, you know, I, I, how much of one who really knows? I mean, we won't really know till JT gets here and starts taking snaps, but you know, especially for, for a guy like Nico, I mean, this is an opportunity to, to learn from a guy who's played in, you know, big college football games, been around big atmospheres, and, you know, for a, for a guy who still <clears throat> should be a senior in high school. Um, to really kind of pick the brain of a guy who's been around.
0: I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Um, Zach, kind of want to hear some thoughts with you. You know, one day knows that we've had a little more time to digest it. I mean, still feeling real good, especially now that the quarterback room's intact as well.
1: I mean, I think that that is about as ideal a situation as you could ask for. Because yeah, perfect. one of the biggest things coming into the season, one of the biggest questions, if not the biggest question mark, was what we were going to do at quarterback. You obviously had a three-man race for that job. And regardless of who got it, it'd be their first time manning, you know, that starting position. And, you know, that's that's huge. And it's really hard to be a successful football team unless, you know, you've got a guy like Bryce Young at Alabama with all the talent around him to be successful in a situation like that, but now we've got a guy who has experience under his belt, all the pedigree you could ask for, you know, he can make the throws as long as he can stay healthy, he'll be a good a really good quarterback to have and if you can manage to keep these other young guys around despite that fact, despite them essentially you know, they're going to compete for the job and try and you know fight for it, but at the end of the day, it's not likely they'll take it, but to keep them around, and them want to still stick it out and see if they can be the guy that's up next or stick around and see if, you know, maybe Daniel's injury history brings his ugly head again and they get their shot again. It's just good that they stuck around. I'm, I'm kind of beating around the bush there, but I'm just really glad that this is how it's all worked out and hopefully that's the way it stays. know, 100% agree with that, Zach. And you know what? The quarterbacks, for the most
0: part, in the spring game looked uh, I was impre- very raw but impressed at the same time.
1: I mean, I obviously wasn't on here last part to talk about it with you guys, but I thought I thought Crowder looked especially impressive. I mean, we really haven't seen anything from him. Agreed. And he he looks sharp. And they can all move. That's one of my favorite things. They can all get out of the pocket, which that's actually one thing the Daniels cannot do.
0: Yep, yep. But you know what, what's
1: good about that, though, Zach, is we
0: do have a an offensive line now that's – in unison, been together for a while. I think it's going to be one of the strengths of the team. Mm-hmm. You add that in with a running game that I believe Tony Mathis is going to be the guy, and you've got some. Jalen Dixon looked pretty strong on the uh, touchdown run that he had. I'll have to say that mm-hmm. you add in the fact that you got Anderson and Johnson that are very highly thought of running backs. I mean, that's pretty good. And then you got the trio receivers and James Prather and uh BFW, old Bryce Ford Wheaton. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a you know an arsenal there for Daniels to work with, and then you throw in the fact maybe Brown occasionally might use you know a uh, a green and in, in different ways potentially. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited. It's like we talked about before, this offense is not going to need to get to that thirty number. Uh, we're not going to have to worry about that as much. I think that's going to be become a very normal thing uh, in 2022.
1: Yeah, I and mean, you, you mentioned all the weapons that are available. Granted, I think adding another receiver would be good if we can make it happen. Obviously, the the portal action is far from over. But if we can get another guy just to shore up that depth, because I think, I think Wheaton, I think Prather, I think James are all guys. And then you didn't mention Ree Smith when he gets healthy because he was a little banged up even though he played in the spring game. And hey, what about Preston Fox? Preston Fox? Preston Fox? you know, much deserving of a scholarship. He ser- he certainly showed that in the spring game because he's been the talk of spring camp. But, you know, those guys are all capable. But, you know, one injury to any of them would be pretty tough to overcome because there's just not a ton of really experienced, good depth there behind, truthfully, Wheaton and James because Prather has a lot of potential, a lot of tools. But, you know, he's still got to show it. He's still got to go out there and do, th- do the thing. But regardless... You know, if you don't bring a guy like Daniels in who's done it and can really exploit those weapons, you know, it's kind of a waste, right? It's it's kind of like, well, shit, we had all these guys and we couldn't really do a whole lot with them, but now yeah, you can. Yeah, because the quarterback wasn't ready, quite ready yet, but now right. you do. And, you know, I mean, that I is think... one positive about the portal. Like, oh. you could help yourself out in those ways. You can kind of find your missing piece a little easier than it used to be, which. You know, we kind of knocked the portal a lot, but that's one aspect that is kind of a positive. Well, it's very much a positive from that perspective. Um,
2: yeah, we haven't know, even touched on the uh, the possibility of the tight ends and what that <clears> – Also means, true. You know, what, what they're the going to be able the tight to tight ends. potentially well, you know,
0: and, and you know what, CJ, I, I love the fact you brought up the tight ends because the tight ends in the bowl game were so depleted that, like, mm. now you go out and you get the Colorado State transfer um, and I, I think I said that wrong but that's okay. Um, I'll never <laughs> probably say that one right. I don't know how the heck to say that kid's name, but that was a nice pickup. O'Laughlin should be back, and we know what he can do um, if he is right. We hope he is, obviously. But, man, CG, you brought up about Prather and Zach, too, about how you know he's the most talented of the group, I think, and the guy who kind of we need to see consistency from. But, man alive, he was so good against K-State in that game and kind of performed – You know, admirably, toward the end, he was banged up for the bowl game, a lot of different reasons why he wasn't able to do what we would have liked for him to have done maybe in that game. He's the guy who takes the next step. And, you know, obviously it will depend on who builds the relationship with JT in the summer as well. But, I mean, I am just cannot wait to see what we, you know, what we're going to see out of this offense. And I think that will take a lot of pressure off the defense, even though we lost people and some big-time players there. Neil Brown and this group has recruited well on that side of the ball, and I expect him to do well again this season. And not to mention we won't have to face Addison now in the opener. Hallelujah for that, right?
1: As much as a competitor as Charles Woods is, I'm sure he's not upset that he doesn't have to go one on one against yeah. him. Yep yeah, the portal, the
0: portal uh smiled upon us there, didn't it?
2: yeah and that's it's shady and
0: it sucks and you know what but at least it happened to pit
2: yeah i mean i'm not losing any sleep because it happened to pit because you know eat shit, pit but at the same time you kind of look at it and you're like good lord like could you be more obvious in the tampering and still nobody give a rat's ass oh definitely you know what's
0: funny is think about all the stops that pit pulled out to try and get him to hang around still. I mean, bringing in Aaron Donald, Larry Fitzgerald, like the same position, like, I mean, the godfather of the NFL almost, to a certain extent. And Pitt football was, like, put on the mat because of Larry Fitzgerald, again, once the Marino days have been over. You know, they've been a long dry spell, and then Fitzgerald comes out and becomes the dude. And that guy wasn't even enough to get him to stay up there and play at Heinz Field. I mean, let's be real. Who would want to stay there and play? Like, come on. You reached the ceiling last year with Pickett, and now he was gone. And yes, Lewis can come in and do what he wants, but you're going to play in front of what 10,000 fans and just a bunch of empty yellow seats. No one wants to do that. Good for the kid; he got to leave and go elsewhere. And even better for us that he's not going to be there for the opener.
1: And just think for a second about Caleb Williams throwing to, to this kid Addison in Lincoln Riley's offense next year. Like they won't win the, the team of Zach back on the map. They won't win the Pac-12.
2: Yeah, think about how you know, Drake... know will call that now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. That would have my been my. scary, scary. <laughs> uh, Utah. Cameron, rising from the ashes, will win the Pac-12
1: again next season. Hey, don't, don't get me wrong. I think that'd be awesome. I would love nothing more than for Riley to get just shadowing the big in the Pac-12. Like, that'd be awesome. But... I don't know, man. I still am such a Caleb Williams truther. I don't think I can change. Yeah, Zach,
0: I'm with you. I mean, there's no one better to uh, to take take a big old fat L than Lincoln Riley, and that's why that's why I like Cal Whittingham and those boys. They host them mid October at Rice Eccles. So they're gonna have Mitchell running around making plays. Uh, Cameron rising from the ashes at quarterback. I think Whittingham and those guys know a little more about what they're about than what USC is about, and I don't know how many points USC is going to have to score because that defense was not good last year. And uh, we know Lincoln Riley's not necessarily a huge fan of the defense side of the football because he's not taking all of his guys from Oklahoma with him. I mean, you know, not all of them at least.
2: So I don't know. I, I just kind of like Utah going to be real. Yeah. The scary thing for me though, there with Utah is <clears throat> you said it was October what? 16th, 15th, 15th. That's That might be enough time for Lincoln to have gotten it really lathered up.
0: True. True. But, hey, you never know what kind of weather you might get in Utah October 15th. It's your home I, game. It's going to be at night, you would imagine, probably.
2: Yeah, but it just, probably ends up saying, being a night game. I, I, I'm i just going to say whoever has the ball last wins. Does it, with Utah's defense, DJ, come on now.
0: I know they lost Lloyd to the draft, but the Utes are... That's 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 a tough football program. That, that,
2: I, I you know. I'm not disagreeing with that, but that, that Caleb Williams has ways of making really good defenses look really bad.
0: True, Oklahoma State last year in Bedlam. <laughs> Enough said. Good point. Good point. Good point. He's foolish. Like
1: he's, <laughs> he's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, he he's almost like a cheat code at times. Hey, and so
0: the cheat code that is Caleb Williams. We don't have to face that now in Morgantown, Zach. I kind of want to get real quick with this and. Me and CJ, maybe a little more time to refine these, but ceiling and floor now for this team. Now that Daniels is there, we're kind of getting a little more crystallization of rosters. Not exactly fully, but we kind of know what's coming and going. How do you feel? Do you feel comfortable giving a little bit of a, hey, worst case scenario this, best case scenario this for this football team?
1: Yeah, I can I can probably give that a little try, but. I yeah, mean, obviously, still subject hard to, to change. We're, we're still only in May,
0: you know. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> Very
0: preliminary. Yeah, extremely preliminary. This is like this is like a male, a Mel draft like uh, Kuiper mock Kuiper. one point or maybe right, even like a
2: point point .5 0,
1: even here.
2: seven yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way too early.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let me think. I mean, obviously, we'll start with the floor because you know we'll get that out of the way first. I think. I think honestly even you know you factor in potential injuries say to Daniels which you know very possible mm-hmm. history I think I I really want to say this 6 wins is the floor Ooh, okay okay I think 5 is probably more realistic as a floor but I'll say 6 cuz you know I'm ever the optimist I think that's well documented eight hey.
0: I love it, buddy. I was even going to
1: say seven myself, but thats I'll I'll roll with your six. I think we'll split the difference there then. That makes sense. (laughs) That's right. right. I think for the ceiling, you know, we've talked about the quarterbacks in this league, you know, who's proven themselves, who, you know, has still Mm -hmm. yet to be even a starter in this league or in college football in general. I think Daniels has to be considered one of those guys who's up there if he's able to perform like that, and this receiver group is able to take a step in the right direction and really explode like we hoped they might last year, didn't really come to fruition. You know, offensive line ends up being one of the best units in the in the Big Twelve. I think 10 wins and a conference championship appearance is definitely in reach, but I would say that's the ceiling. Ten wins and a Big Twelve championship appearance. Hey, now Zach, let me ask this question. I love where your head's at.
0: But if we get to the damn game, let's win it. Oh, that's and fine. At that point in time, why can't we? So let's move that ceiling up just one more game. Why don't we? That's, hey, let's
1: see it. I mean, and let me ask you this. Yeah. 11 and 2, Big 12 champion. Are you willing to say that that's worthy of a potential playoff spot? <laughs> I mean, well, it obviously,
0: it <laughs> depends on everything else, right? But yeah. it's you're in the conversation.
1: Hey, that's good enough for me. Oh, my I mean, God. I'm sorry. This dude for the Mavericks just completely did a backflip off a dunk, and he's not dead. Like, he landed on his head. Mm. Sorry, go
0: ahead. That's all good, dude. I was—I thought you were talking about this uh, guy from the Rays who got hit in the shoulder in baseball. Shit, I'm watching <laughs> baseballs play festival <on> basketball. <laughs> this is way better, dude. There's like 3,000 people in Oakland. They're sitting on every pitch. Anyway. <laughs> not impressed hey i've got money on this right now <laughs> enjoy no 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 score in the eighth inning and it's looking good um anyway i mean yeah. rally it is you're gonna have some good wins non-league Just, let's let's start out there could this team make the playoff is it asking way too much or is it like the dream of dream right i mean we're talking about it we're talking about the ceiling
1: I, is this, I will, is I will the ceiling say, a potential playoff? I will say one thing before Daniels we
0: Oh, were, like, whew, yeah. Eight wins,
1: eight wins maybe. It's funny what a quarterback can do for an outlook. Well, it, it really is, is hilarious. I mean,
2: well, it's <laughs> but, the most and understandable. Position on yeah. The field. Yeah. Uh, I I I think it's a I think it's a a realistic dream. I mean, especially if you weigh look at the way the 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 schedule sets up. And well, the I'm, way the conference is, yeah, yeah. I mean, just kind of scrolling down through it real quick. When you ask that question, you, you know, I mean, you got to get over the hump against Oklahoma. Um, that game from Morgantown, Right. But I you know, like we that. still haven't, still haven't beaten them since we joined the league.
0: I'll also say this: Dylan Gabriel is no Caleb Williams. He's no Spencer Rattler, even. I don't think he's definitely yeah. not Baker Mayfield either.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, you look at the string of quarterbacks they've had to had to face down there. You know, even Landry Jones was a hell of a college quarterback. So, I mean, um, you know, the, the one game that really I like, pauses me, there's two that do. The one in Ames, just because we, you know, that's a tough place to go play. Um, and then, of course, we end the year in our house of horrors, which is Stillwater. Uh,
0: I, I don't feel good about that last one at all. Now, the one in Ames I feel okay about just because – Rock Purdy's gonna be taking snaps, uh, you know, as Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, right. How about that in San Francisco. Interesting. I mean, I think he's better than Trey Lance.
1: Whoa. I mean, enough.
0: We, we saw Trey Lance and and play
1: what one game in the pros. You may yeah. want to cut that. That's pretty rough. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you stick by it.
2: Well, welcome to my side of the argument. You know, y'all crucified me for saying I don't. I, I wasn't high on that kid. Hey, I
1: still Trey, like
0: Trey, Trey Lance. Trey Lance, yeah. I'm I mean, overall, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying Trey Lance is awful, but I like Brock Purdy. I know what I can get in Brock Purdy. I don't know what I have in Trey Lance,
1: but I mean, so I mean, Iowa State's. They don't have you know, I Brock Purdy. You know, who's have quarterback? He's, by the he's way, w- who's quarterback for Iowa State? Is Anthony Beck's son? Probably not, but he's there. Talk I mean, the a good old Rocco. Uh, and if he is, that's probably
0: good for us because he's a, a, a true freshman yeah. playing. I mean yeah. I, I don't worry about the Iowa State game as much. Uh I don't know, man. I mean I just I, I look at I look at the schedule. I look at us now, granted, I think I'd be much more uh, available and, and feel good about saying a playoff team had maybe Kim Ezador stayed, had Nick Troy Fortune stayed, had Josh Chandler Semina not bolted to Bowler. Um and man, that's a tough one to roll off the tongue. Bolted to Boulder. Um but I mean if those three dudes on the defense would have came back with the elite defense and then you got JT Daniels, I would feel very fairly confident saying this is a dark horse team that I'd be willing to put money on to make the playoff. But now with the defense kind of being a little more decimated, you might lose a game or two that you might not have thought you would of earlier on. And maybe realistically like 9 and 3 would be great, a 12 game title game as a result, 10 and 3 bowl game that'd be sweet
2: i think yeah, neil Brown would take that yeah I, I i think a lot of people would sign up for that right now you know and bladen you and i had this conversation and now it and it's and it's changed since even we've had it where would you put jt as rank quarterback wise I, i'd have him at two right now in the conference
0: just behind spencer sanders yep yeah i i mean I, I know yeah, the I mean, kid of Bay good, but... Yeah, I
2: mean, Bohanna gets beat out in transfers.
0: I mean, Chapin, it was was pretty good in one of a Big 12 title, but
1: I don't think you can put him over JT Daniels.
2: Yeah, I don't either. Just the, the sample size for me isn't quite big enough yet.
1: And even at that, saying Daniels is a top-three quarterback in the league right off the bat, like, I'm taking that. Oh, absolutely. Comparatively
0: speaking, we haven't had that since Will Greer walked in that door. Right. And especially... No. An experienced Other than the, offense, yeah. an
1: experienced defense for the most yeah. part. Like, I'm – let me let me rephrase. An experienced front seven on defense. Yes. yes. still has some questions, but I think they'll be okay. Hey, you know what? If if the front seven's good, the th-
0: those guys in the back end can learn and can continue to be better. And we've got an offense that can put up points as well, which is like not one mistake dooms us. And, man, you hear him talk about that group. They say they're salty. They say they can make plays. I'm excited to see them eventually. They'll keep getting better as the year goes. Man, man, how many days are we away from the brawl? Not that far. Like five months away, four five, months away, four months You're right. Yeah. June,
1: July, August, daggone. So, like 120 days, give or take. I'll take that. We're getting oh, 100. Man. And that's really when the countdown starts. That's phenomenal. That's <laughs> phenomenal. Um, <laughs>
0: we could do this all night, um, but let's. This ball is crushed. So we're going to talk a quick little bit of Mountaineer baseball here real quick, okay? I do want to bring this up. And, and Zach, obviously I want to hear what you say on this too. Um, first midweek loss for the Mountaineers since 2017 last week. They had won 23 straight midweek games before the loss to Penn State last Wednesday night. Creedy son was doing the broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. Love him for football and basketball. Baseball, eh, I'm a little little indifferent on it, to be quite honest with you. Um, brought it up pregame. They end up losing. They end up losing to Kansas as well on Friday. A tough one. Guy pitches 120 pitches complete game for the Jayhawks. But then the Mountaineers bounce back on, on Saturday and Sunday with back-to-back wins. Big-time W is putting up 10 runs in each of the games. And kind of got back to stabilizing. They're right, right in the top 30 rankings right now. Should be still sitting pretty. But a big weekend series with Texas coming, CJ. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, but it was a good win for the Mountaineers. Hit a lot of home runs there on Sunday. They actually had back-to-back-to-back to back to back jacks after t- after giving the lead up to the Jayhawks 4-2. to All with two outs as well. And and I'll let somebody else talk because I feel like I've had gills now.
2: (laughs) No, it um, no, that's a big bounce back uh, to get a series there, um, especially against Kansas, and they get you to nine and six in the league, twenty six and sixteen overall. Um, I I think that's really big for them, especially rolling into this weekend series with Texas. Um, They'll play. On May the fourth, though a game that just got announced um, at home against the University of Charleston. Um, now see, that that
0: should not count toward any NCA rankings.
2: Correct. Yeah, it won't. Uh, but it, you know, get get a, get a little game in there before your your weekend stint with Texas. It's probably not a not a horrible idea. And you can play at interstate school, so it makes it a little. A little bit better, and good for those kids at UC. I mean, that's, they, that's a good program down there. So I mean, um, they better know, not
0: they, pitch anybody that they're going to use any on the weekend.
2: I I would be shocked if they did. Um, yeah, but th- this this one with Texas is big. I mean, this is the 18th team in the country coming in.
0: Now it's um, crazy that they're ranked 18th, CJ. By the way, they got swept over the weekend by Oklahoma State. They had a seven nothing lead, and the Pokes end up scoring eight runs in the seventh to take to take it back. Now we know how good Oklahoma State is; they're fourth in the country, but it's a big for us this weekend because Texas is a, a blue blood of baseball Augie Garrido. I mean, what they've been for, for years and years, you know, the white, the white cleats, the white batting helmet, but WVU, I don't think it's gonna be scared of them. I'm excited. I'm actually going to be there for Friday night. Nice.
2: Yeah. I I, I don't think they're going to be scared of them. Um, I think you're going to see, you know, what we've come to know with this team and that's, you know, they're going to be aggressive on the base pass. Um, they're going to look to, you know, for for big hits, I I, I don't think they're going to be scared. Um, you know, I definitely. You, a perfect world, you'd love to get a sweep here, um, but I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily
0: two or three. You, CJ, it's baseball. Yeah. You win series and you continue to move forward, and, and you get ready for the game with revenge or another game with Pitt um, midweek, and then you've got a series on the road against Oklahoma the following weekend. Um, yeah, I
2: mean, plenty plenty of opportunities here to continue to build that resume as you march towards the the road to Omaha and, you know, the regionals. Hey,
0: and, and CJ, real quick, and, and Zach, I had to tell you all a story from this. One of the first baseman on the team, McGuire Holbrook, right, named after Mark McGuire, ended up, the story got to Big Mac, right, brought the kid on his podcast, talked about it, talked about it with him, you know, asked him questions, blah blah, 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 had, had a good time with him. They're bringing it up during the telecast Saturday. And lo and behold, the kid, Dow's Nine, hits a bomb. Sweet little bat flip. It was like great timing, right? Um, then they were talking about it was that they essentially, his parents were choosing between McGuire and Griffy. And they ended up choosing McGuire because they said Griffy was a great dog name. Well, Griffy was my dog growing up. And it just was like, oh, man, it, it just the, warmed the heart, man. It was just phenomenal. Griffy is one of the best dog names ever, by the way. And it was pretty sweet to see McGuire Holbrook hit that home run against the Jayhawks like he did. And demand he's only a freshman. And that's what's crazy about this team. Grant Hussey's a freshman out of Parkersburg. Pretty good player. And then you got some you got some guys from some experience. And Scott and Davis and Tucker. Um, I mean, whether 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 Holt's also a freshman hitting in the two-hole, uh, if the pitching can hold up, the Mountaineers score runs. I mean, I'm excited to see them this weekend against Texas because Texas is kind of that blue blood. They're still kind of, like you said, CJ, in that top 20. I don't know how they are. But, I mean, great opportunity at the Mon on this weekend, man. Great opportunity.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. Like you said, it is a great opportunity. Texas is still a blue blood. Um, you know, and if you're West Virginia baseball, this is the these are the weekend series where you want to kind of show, hey, we belong. We're not just, you know what we used to be. This, this is the weekend to, to take that next step up and kind of announce, hey, we're, we belong in the conversation as well in this conference.
0: And, and, you know, CJ, I think it's important to note that the fact that they did go um, and rebound against Kansas after losing the midweek game to Penn State and then losing the Friday game to rebound and win those two against the Jayhawks, even though it's not a great program, that could have been disastrous. And, and it did not end up being so.
2: I think yeah, that's, that's huge. Yeah, I agree with you because I think those are spots in the past where you, they just quite weren't ready for it, and you drop, you, you know, you end up losing two or three, or losing all three in a series that you should have. Those, those were kind of some of the old signs, old ghosts popping up, and I thought they did a real good job of kind of putting those back. to rest and saying, "No, we're real different than what we have been."
0: You've you've got some guys that, um, you know sort of have a little bit of a pedigree, right? And, and Macy's, he's been able to kind of bring a, a tenacity and a uh, an attitude uh, up there to Morgantown, you know, in, into this baseball program and, and breathe some life into it and exciting, man. And, Zach, let me ask you, buddy, what would it take to get you to watch on ESPN Plus? Is there any way during playoff basketball season you would tune in for the Mounties in baseball? Do you have to get in the
1: tournament before you before you're locked in Big Twelve tournament? Where are you I, at on that? Gotta right ask right you. Things. Gotta ask you. I'd say Big Twelve semis. If they got to that point, I'd probably be tuned in. <sighs> okay, Big Twelve semis. Okay, so we got to get there for Zach. Big Twelve semis. Does, we'll
0: figure out the link. We get him on the Globe Life. We'll, seem we'll like a realistic there. accomplishment. That's something. They, that's something you think they can do? I, absolutely. They're, they're right there. Um, I mean, the, the league is so good. I mean, Texas Tech, and you know, TCU. And Oklahoma State are all right in that area being top regional seeds, right, in the top 16. Texas is pretty good. And WV and Oklahoma, right there, there's six teams that are probably going to make the tournament. Semis is definitely attainable for West Virginia. Um, You know, we get hot that weekend at Globe Life. I'm not saying they couldn't find a way into the title game, but maybe even find a way to win it, although it's going to be tough because Texas Tech is crazy good. So is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State.
2: Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma State's super good. They really, I mean, they took it to Texas
0: this weekend with that sweep. So, I mean, the, you, you got to, you know, you got to temper the expectations a little bit. You hope the draw works out for West Virginia. You probably don't want to be in the four slot. It'd probably be better to be the six, the three, or the two than be the four or the five.
2: Oh, yeah, completely.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I. And one other thing, too, the West Virginia is, and with Maisie, the bullpen has really become a very, very formidable unit. And I think in college baseball, if you have a good bullpen and you have guys that you can bring out there and know they're going to throw strikes and you're confident in that, man, it changes a lot of things. And they were able to do that this weekend, especially on Saturday against Kansas when things weren't looking good for a little bit of time there when you're down 4-2. to They were able to figure it out. I mean... Pretty, uh, you know, it's it's exciting to see this baseball program potentially taking those steps to becoming a team that, you know, I would love to see us hosting another regional like we did with Manoa. But uh, just to get in the dance again would, would be great to be the third time in Maisie's tenure here in the last six years that they would do so. Young team like they have. I think they continue to make those trips in into June and uh, have chances to play in regionals and eventually hopefully get to a Super and then maybe one day, ticket to Omaha I mean that, that that'd be the dream
1: oh yeah absolutely. anybody can do it. it's amazing yeah I, I, I think he's, he's got the category he really does
2: yeah what he's been able to do has been been fantastic and I mean it's he's got everything trending in the correct direction there's a
0: no hey, see, I hey, see let me ask you real quick I know trending in the right direction do we have a bracketology breakdown here real quick do you have something for us
2: um. Yeah. So I was trying to pull up now. Let's are we
0: still? Are we still sitting there in the two-three line most places? I'd imagine. I did hear. I know last week you talked about Maryland, right? They had a pitcher that threw a perfect game on Friday night. Granted, the Big Ten's weak, weak in baseball. There's like two teams this year worth anything: Maryland and Rutgers. By the way, two teams we'd love to get on the football field right any day. Um. Well, maybe not last year at the start of the season, but I mean. Now, Virginia Tech, obviously, too, we talked about that. They're somehow creeping into the top 10, Zach, somehow in baseball. Mm. I still don't don't believe it, but that's another potential regional spot. So so not only are you in for Big 12 semi, you're in for the tournament, right? You would watch tournament games, correct? Absolutely. Okay, okay. We had to make sure of that. I mean, had to make sure we didn't have to, like, get by a game in the tournament before you'd come back to us after the Big 12 semis,
1: you know. No, I can I can get behind baseball. It's just it has to be meaningful. It can't be <laughs> one of the one of the games throughout the regular season that I just I don't know. Yeah. I, it it, it can't be a this. pro game in May, pretty much for is what you're saying. Yeah. More or less. That's just kind of how I feel about it these days.
2: Yeah, the 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 latest bracketology breakdown as far as the Mountaineers are concerned, um has them right now in the Charlottesville regional as the three. Mm-hmm. Um, with Virginia, Maryland, and then Coppin State at the four. Virginia
0: and Maryland are both pretty tough. Although I, I'm not scared of Maryland. Virginia did lose two or three to Tech this weekend and had lost two or three to Pitt a few weeks back. WVU was able to take care of Pitt a couple times this year. So, yeah.
2: Hey. And for all my Liberty Flames people, uh, Current two seed in the Knoxville regional. I don't understand gone. that, CJ.
0: I, now, time out.
2: <laughs> is that the one that has a,
0: a Dallas Baptist hosting still somehow?
2: Uh, yes. Dallas Baptist See, is still hosting a regional with AM, Texas Tech, and Penn.
0: There is no way that's going to work. No way. They, they lost two or three again this weekend. Now, they did beat TCU during the week last week, but like, yeah, RPI is great. And I, that's one thing I don't understand. Like, an RPI and every other sport, like, it's like, People care about it, but it's not like the be-all, end-all. In baseball, for some reason, the RPI is, like, gold. Like, you can be number one-ranked RPI, but be Dallas Baptist at 27 and 16. And there's teams that have much better records, and they're barely 500 in their conference, which is not even that great. And they're like, yep, they're going to host a regional, no doubt about it. And I'm like, excuse me? I watched them this weekend, and they barely – they lost to Illinois State on Friday. I watched it in a walk-off. Like, dude had a chance for a double play and threw it away. Like – that's give me give me their regional if they're gonna host one
2: yeah and that's well and that's what makes it tough too because there's another one out there that actually has us in the Blacksburg regional which would be with Virginia Tech, Wofford, and St. Joe's so right now I think a lot still up in the air but I do think Dallas Baptist I think in both I was looking at was hosting yeah um, surprised by that just saying yeah so I mean I, I'm kind of with you I, I would be shocked to if that's the way that ends up playing out, but, you know. Huh. know you never know, if... see Hey, CJ, I
0: know you were talking about Liberty Flames. What about our Davidson Wildcats? Do we got anything on them?
2: Yeah, I was looking to see here where I saw them. Because I know last
0: time we talked, they had us in a regional with them, and I was like, I don't want that at all.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of people maybe would really want that just because.
0: They're 33-9. They're and nine. Top team in the A10, and uh, at this point in time, uh, 25th in the yeah. uh, National College Baseball Writers Association poll.
2: Yeah, for Davidson right now, and this is the USA Today bracketology, is what I'm using. Uh, has them in the Athens regional as the four with Georgia, Lawford, and Kinawa State. Let's
0: just put it this way they put them in the four as a four
2: seed in that regional.
0: Yep. We'll have a repeat. Of the Durno Lincoln team that took out uh, the boys from Chapel Hill, let's just say that. And those that know know, and that was a magical ride for those guys. So don't don't sleep on those four seeds, Zach, in your bracketology there when you're filling this out for baseball, okay, buddy? It's oh, uh, and, and you know I will. Hey, it's it's not like your your traditional one sixteen matchups, okay? The four seeds make some noise
1: in the regionals, okay? Are you saying that? a 16 team field would be better for the play tournament in basketball is that what you're saying i um, no there, we we have we have 16 regional scenes here buddy in oh. baseball
0: yeah so technically i guess you could say we're having like four seeds hosting the first round so it's like a 4 13 matchup maybe more of what we're seeing there i guess
2: yeah and 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 and, <laughs> and be careful on the on the bracketology stuff too i mean there's a bunch of them out there usa today does one um ncaa.com does one baseball america does one i mean and none of them are fairly consistent in it because it's pretty much a crap shoot
0: and it's so early too i mean there's still it, another month in the midweek games some people factor in them a lot some some people don't care about them at all it's
2: yeah, it, I it, understand that. Yeah, it it, get, it gets a little weird. So I've been trying to stick pretty much with USA Today and Baseball America just to kind of get a general idea because those those are two that right. are usually pretty pretty fairly locked in. T-
0: D one baseball is not bad, and so is the uh, the uh, NC the, the poll that I'm yeah. in. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a pretty good poll. Um,
2: but well, we, we, it, there there is no consistent Joey brackets for this thing.
0: Well anybody's burden than joey brackets um but regardless <laughs> let's get let's keep it getting weird here hope it's weird in morgantown this weekend when the longhorns come to town fellas i think we fooled them again you know cj i know we did some baseball but good morning good afternoon and good night uh until next time y'all let's take it easy let's go mountaineers let's go drink some beers have a good weekend y'all